Okay, the goalie situation for the New Jersey Devils, good or bad? And also, is Lindy Ruff 100% safe this season for the New Jersey Devils? We have a lot to talk about in today's episode. Buckle up, everybody. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, and also Dell's writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. So if you're watching on YouTube, you're probably wondering, why am I wearing glasses? Well, I have a bit of a sinus headache, and right now there's a lot of pressure on my eyeballs, and usually when I wear glasses, it helps with that. So that's why for today's episode, I'm wearing my buff sunglasses. Yes, I was raised in Detroit, so I do have the right to wear them, but uh, my throat might sound a little uh, weak, but the show must go on, and I got some opinions to share. So let's start with the goaltending issue, because I was doing some digging around, and I saw a couple articles pop up on my feed. One article was like, have the New Jersey Devils fixed their goaltending problems? Because obviously during the course of this offseason, we were able to get Vitek Vanacek. Early on in the offseason for New Jersey Devils, I said that Vitek Vanacek might be a suitable target for them. I felt as though it was the more realistic option because obviously I put some names like uh, Holpe out there. I put Kemper out there. But I felt as though if the New Jersey Devils really wanted to go after a goalie that was within their grasp, I thought it was going to be Vitek Vanacek. And then we got Mackenzie Blackwood back and Jonathan Bernier. I think it's a coin flip at this point. And the other article focused on Mackenzie Blackwood. Like, are the New Jersey Devils trying their best to get rid of him? Is is there trouble in paradise? Now, I've touched on, on the, about it on the show before. I talked about Mackenzie Blackwood and his overall mindset. I talked about what he's been doing wrong. I've been talking about what the organization has been doing wrong. But I just want to reiterate because some time has indeed passed. So when I was reading that article on allaboutthejersey.com, they mentioned the fact, and I talked about it on the show before, that there were rumors circulating saying that Mackenzie Blackwood was not happy with the organization just because they didn't really do a good job of his overall injury process. If you guys recall, in January, he re-aggravated that same ankle that he had surgery on last year's offseason so he was not too happy about that and then the organization like the devil's front office on the flip side of it was not really a happy with uh, Mackenzie Blackwood in terms of his COVID vaccine uh, whole scandal thing so if you guys recall Mackenzie Blackwood there were some rumors or not as to whether or not he was fully vaccinated I think he was apprehensive to get it but ultimately he did uh, play uh, ball and he he got the shot in order to just suit up in all games for the Devils because COVID procedures were still heavily enforced by the league. But now we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the overall relationship that Mackenzie Blackwood has with the organization. Now, in that article from AllAboutTheJersey.com, they said the rumor was a long time ago, but we haven't really heard anything about it since, which can mean that it was either fixed or it was fake news. Now, where do I think about that? I think there was some truth to it. Like, I think it's a little bit in the middle. You know, some time has passed, and the old saying is time heals all wounds. So I'm sure Mackenzie Blackwood was able to, you know, realize that maybe the New Jersey Devils, they legitimately do want to win. They do have faith in them. 
But on the other side of it, Mackenzie Blackwood, he does have to perform a little bit better. But I can understand his frustration. I can get why he was not too happy with the organization. Also, my buddy Neil from Devil State of Mind, he brought up the fact that Mackenzie Blackwood swapped agents and during the course of the season. And that's never a good sign. That usually means that uh, one or two parties are just trying to go in a different direction. So maybe his agent is saying, like, stay in New Jersey, play ball, do whatever it takes. Or maybe Mackenzie Blackwood was like, no, I want out of here. And you know what? I don't think you're giving me the best opportunity to succeed as a player. So you're gone. And I'm going to get myself a new agent. But like I said, time ha- heals all wounds. Uh, some time has passed. And I just feel as though maybe Mackenzie Blackwood was able to make up with the Devils organization. And I think the Devils organization should be counting their lucky stars that they're not going to have to forcibly trade Mackenzie Blackwood. Because the fact of the matter is this, guys. We do need Mackenzie Blackwood. Whether you like him or not, we do need him for the course of this season. Because the goaltending position is going to be a huge X factor for the New Jersey Devils going forward. Because last season, we played musical chairs with the goalie situation. We went through like seven goalies, and we can't have that. So one of the priorities this offseason was get a backup goalie. And we'll talk about Vitek Vanacek a little later in the episode, and I'll bring up some concerns I have in regards to him as a player. But for Mackenzie Blackwood, I haven't lost faith in him. I genuinely believe that Mackenzie Blackwood can be that player that we thought he was going to be back in 2015 when we drafted him, which was maybe Mackenzie Blackwood could potentially win a Vesna trophy or get his name into the running but we got to give him a good opportunity to do so because here's one of the issues that the New Jersey Devils have done in the past that they're doing to Mackenzie Blackwood and they really got to learn from their mistakes. So uh, remember Corey Schneider, you probably don't want to, but Corey Schneider's career just went down the crapper. It, it, It went downhill fast. Why? Because we were relying on him way too heavily. He got injured a lot. He was not given a suitable backup and look what happened. His career down the toilet. And it it took him a while before he actually played in another NHL game. And albeit it had to be one of our rivals, but at the same time, you know, losing out on Corey Schneider, that was more on the front office. And look what's happening to Mackenzie Blackwood. Look what happened this past season. So a couple of years ago during the COVID plagued year, you can't really fault Mackenzie Blackwood in that sort of regards. And quite honestly, this might be a bit of a hot take. I could kind of, I could kind of understand why he's a, he was a little apprehensive to get the COVID vaccine just because he said that he was hit with it hard and he just didn't want it back into his body. But I can understand it from that perspective. But if you wanted to suit up in all 82 games or, or not all 82 games, but suit up in most of the games or, you know, travel to Canada, whatever the case might be, you got to play ball and get vaccinated and just suck it up. Unfortunately, that's just how it is. If you really do want to uh, play during this time, whether it's fair or not, that's just the rules and regulations. So, Mackenzie Blackwood having that sort of drama with the organization, it it did hurt it a little bit. But uh, going back to the Corey Schneider example, it's just like we can't have that with Mackenzie Blackwood. We we just cannot. We really need to uh, keep this guy happy because if Mackenzie Blackwood is not happy, we're back at square one. So remember uh, during the course of the offseason, I was talking about a potential William Nylander trade with locked on Leafs. Hypothetically, if we were to uh, get William Nylander and also get Jack Campbell, I would say Jack Campbell was an upgrade over Mackenzie Blackwood in that hypothetical deal. However, we still don't have a suitable backup. So it only gets half the job done. And in this case, if we lose Mackenzie Blackwood, we're not back at square one. We're back at square zero. Because for Vitek Vanacek, the question is, is like, is he capable of starting in most games for the Devils if need be? 
because that's been the huge issue because we stupidly uh, released uh, Scott Wedgwood onto waivers, and that was a big mistake, and the New Jersey Devils had to pay for that. So Scott Wedgwood, he signed a multi-year deal. And I said, uh, Scott Wedgwood does have potential, guys. Like, I think the New Jersey Devils were just uh, too quick to release him, and I just felt like that was a little unfair in that regard. So when, when looking at Vitek Vanacek, is he the proper backup option for New Jersey Devils? Because now this leads into the second talking point, which is we talked about Mackenzie Blackwood. We talked about the overall situation. I believe uh, in, in regards to the news that he wanted to – get traded or he wanted to leave the organization or maybe uh, it was fake news, whatever the case might be. I think it's a little bit in between. Maybe it wasn't as a big a deal as people were making out to be. Maybe they just had a disagreement, but time heals all wounds. So maybe that was the uh, case for Mackenzie Blackwood. Maybe he just needed some time to just regain his bearings and just see like, maybe this is a good opportunity for him. But now when looking at VTech Manichek, in his NHL career, he's suited up in 79 games. He uh, has a win-loss record of 41, 22, and 10. Uh, goals against average of 2.68 and a save percentage of 908. So the question is, is he the proper backup for the New Jersey Devils moving forward? I would say this. Vitek Vanacek is a bit of a wild card in my, in my books. But I think Vitek Vanacek can still have a pretty solid year with the New Jersey Devils. But the Devils defense has got to be better because if our defense is porous, Guess what? Vitek Vanacek is going to have a hell of a tough job ahead of him. And he would have to like take his game to not only the next level, but the next level after that. So our defense really has to step up and it starts with Dougie Hamilton. It starts with Jonas Siegenthaler and the X factor for the defense, the component to hopefully uh, put it together is Ryan Graves, because I want to see more offensive production from Ryan Graves, but I still want him to be our team leader in plus minus going forward. So Dougie Hamilton, the star player for our defense, Jonas Siegenthaler, He's not going to do anything on the offensive side of things, but great shot suppressor, great uh, big body to have on the defensive side of things. And then Ryan Graves, I need him to do a little bit of both. Okay, guys, let's get serious for a moment because this is a serious message from NHTSA. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes too many. And as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Now you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's no big deal, right? What are the odds you'll get pulled over? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? The, your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. Everyone knows about the risk of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that doesn't uh, stop many people from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on their roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay after a few drinks, think again, play it safe, and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. So I think Vitek Vanacek can be that answer for the New Jersey Devils. However, the, the one issue that I had with, with Vitek Vanacek when I was talking about him in a potential Silly Season episode was that he hasn't been in the NHL that long. He's only been in the NHL for a couple seasons, and he's had some respectable numbers, no doubt. But when you look at the playoffs, he's done poorly in the three playoff game appearances that uh, he has played in. So I just felt as though, yeah, well, which VTech Vanacek am I going to get? Am I going to get playoff VTech Vanacek where he's not doing anything, where he's been a liability for the Washington Capitals, or am I going to get solid production from VTech Vanacek and be the, you know, the go-to backup? 
I don't know. So that was my main issue, which is I was really hoping that the Devils would aim for a more veteran type of goalie, someone who's been in the league for years, someone who's maybe won a Stanley Cup championship, someone who maybe was in the running for the Vezina Trophy, someone to act as a mentor towards Mackenzie Blackwood. And I that's why I really hope Jonathan Bernier returns. So I feel as though this all depends on Jonathan Bernier's status because I want to see Jonathan Bernier back, not as a backup option, but maybe as a third string option and be sort of like that player coach because I feel as though Vitek Vanacek, he can't do that for Mackenzie Blackwood. Yes, he has more playoff experience, but at the same time, it's just like, yeah, uh, I, I need something from I, – I just need a couple more seasons from Vitek Vanacek or maybe just more experiences just – to um, make me say like, hey, Vitek Vanacek can act as a mentor towards Mackenzie Blackwood. No, it's not going to work that way. So, yeah, that's my overall mindset, which is I hope Jonathan Bernier returns and can be sort of like that player coach. I hope everything is doing well in his recovery with his hip. I'm not going to count my blessings. I don't know if Jonathan Bernier is going to return to the Devils organization. I haven't really been hearing anything around the rumor mill. But ultimately, I do like Jonathan Bernier, and I feel as though if he returns as a third-string goalie, and the Devils do have some solid options because for Jonathan Bernier, he's won a Stanley Cup championship. He's been in the league for a while, and I feel as though he can act as a mentor. And the less you ask out of Jonathan Bernier, I think the better production you're going to see out of him. So I feel as though the whole goalie situation just relies on who's that third string goalie, just that somebody who can uh, come in, step, step up to the plate and just be that player to get the New Jersey Devils out of the gutter because when we were uh, going through like seven or so goalies, how many times did you just like sigh or just maybe do this to your forehead? You're just like rubbing it. And I was like, Oh no, here we go again. And you're just like, uh, uh, what, what are we going to get out of this goalie? What are we going to get out of Schmidt? What are we going to get out of Hammond? What are we going to get out of Dawes? Like I said, no, no disrespect to Schmidt or Dawes because they were just thrown into the wolves quickly and they were just not ready. But I'd be okay if maybe Dawes was our third string goalie, just because like I felt as though he did everything he could have potentially have done for the um, New Jersey Devils. But like I said, he was just young and he just wasn't ready. So my overall thing is this, guys. I think the New Jersey Devils have fixed their goalie situation, but it's going to rely on whether or not Jonathan Bernier could come back because having a mentor on that bench will go a long way for someone like Mackenzie Blackwood, get his head out of the clouds and just say, you are a good goalie and the Devils want you here for a reason. Now get out there and prove it. That's what I want to see. And I feel as though that can pay dividends for Mackenzie Blackwood because right now I'm seeing Mackenzie Blackwood be uninspired, just wasting his talent, similar to Pavel Zaka. I don't want Mackenzie Blackwood to hit that wall and basically just, just be stuck in neutral. I want him to just get a new sense of confidence, just a booster of some sorts, so that way he can uh, take his game to another level and maybe, just maybe, he'll be a more respectable goalie throughout the league. So. My overall stance on the Vesna Trophy thing for Mackenzie Blackwood, I'm just throwing that out the door because a couple of years ago I said, like, maybe Mackenzie Blackwood can win a Vesna Trophy if all goes well. But I'm, I'm pretty past that for the time being. So I'm just hoping that Mackenzie Blackwood can be a solid starter. And I'm hoping that Vitek Vanacek can be a solid star capable player, like someone who can uh, be the star goalie for the New Jersey Devils, not throughout the league, just the Devils and be that uh, starting goalie that, we've been looking for for the past couple of seasons. So that's my overall stance with Mackenzie Blackwood and uh, Jonathan Bernier and also Vitek Vanacek and the whole goalie situation for New Jersey Devils, which is they fixed it, no doubt, and they have gotten better. But the thing is, like, who's going to be that uh, star player at the net minor position? I still think it's Mackenzie Blackwood. Haven't lost faith in him. But for Jonathan Bernier, need him as a mentor. Vitek Vanacek, 
Just continue to do what you're doing, and hopefully the defense in front of him can help him in that regard. Okay, so let's switch gears. Let's talk about head coach Lindy Ruff and his job security because I saw an article on NJ.com, and basically Lindy Ruff is very confident in his job security going into this season, and it raises a question which I've touched on early on in the offseason, which was, is Lindy Ruff for sure safe with the New Jersey Devils? And I've talked about this with other Devils personalities before. I talked about this with Jersey Joe. I talked about this with uh, Brad Pack. I've talked about this with uh, Neil from Devil's State of Mind podcast. Basically, the question is, will Lindy Ruff be the head coach for New Jersey Devils throughout the course of the year, uh, despite where they finish, which is anyone is saying like the Devils can either finish third in the Metro. Some people are saying second to last. It's basically a long range of things. And there's a lot of X factors going into the season. Like what are going to, what's going to happen to the more older teams in the Metro. So like the uh, Capitals, the Penguins and the Islanders, what's going to happen to the Flyers, the hot garbage, what's going to happen to the Blue Jackets, uh, the youngest team in the NHL. So basically it, it does give the New Jersey Devils some wiggle room to work with in terms of their overall finishing. Now, Here's my thing about Lindy Ruff and uh, the overall mindset as to whether or not if his job security is safe. I would say this, like I said, if it's not Lindy Ruff, his staff has to go. And the New Jersey Devils, they got new coaching staff. Like in the last episode, episode we talked about Breland being brought in as assistant coach. Basically, Amanda Stein said he's sort of going to be like an eye in the sky. And I feel as though having someone like Breland, someone who knows the organization up and down, inside and out someone who's won three stanley cup championships with the devil's organization alone so it's just like you know he's been throughout uh the entire process for devils because like i said he just he won all three stanley cup championships being a part of the devil's organization so having breland uh just be that sort of coach for the devils especially with the success that utica saw last year as him as an assistant coach i feel as though that could go uh, a long way for uh, someone like Lindy Ruff, who's more old school, and also uh, some of our younger players who played in Utica this past year. And then uh, getting someone like Andrew Burnett, someone who was able to take control of an awkward situation that was happening in Florida that tied in with the controversy that happened with the Chicago Blackhawks. I feel as though um, Andrew Burnett can also be a suitable backup coach for New Jersey Devils. But the answer to the question, do I think Lindy Ruff has job security? I would say for right now, but I'm not going to say that he 100% has it or he's going to have it throughout the course of the year because plans can change. Because, uh, like I said, going into the offseason, I wasn't going to put all the blame on Lindy Ruff. I just wasn't because it, the fact of the matter is this, guys. Like, towards the end of the year, he had to deal with a lot of injuries. Early on in the year, he had to deal with a lot of, like, COVID regulations. So a lot of players were out for an extended period of time. He had to just roll with what he was given. Now, the only thing I don't uh, agree with what Lindy Ruff was doing was overworking Mackenzie Blackwood because I was just like, this could lead to trouble. And then come January when we were playing the Arizona Coyotes or whatever, uh, he re-aggravates his ankle and he's out for uh, like 98% of the season. He came back within like the final game or so in the regular season, but that at that point it was pointless. So my thing for Lindy Ruff is like, uh, you're on a tighter leash. And I want Lindy Ruff to know that, which is, yes, you're safe for now. And uh, I, I think the players really do like Lindy Ruff and what he's preaching. I talked to someone who was inside the locker room. So uh, Kyle Shapiro, who is the emergency backup goalie for New Jersey Devils, even though he was there for a short amount of time, he was able to just get some more insight as to how Lindy Ruff and Tom Fitzgerald are running the organization. So I'll take Kyle Shapiro's word over, uh, you know, a, a credentialed writer any day of the week because Kyle Shapiro – briefly did play with the devils and he was actually inside the locker room in the, on those team meetings, whatever the case might be. And he really likes uh, 
Lindy Ruffin even used some of his coaching methods for his own team. Uh, but my my overall thing is this. I think Lindy Ruff is, um, I'd say it's half and half. So it really depends on how the season goes. Because despite the New Jersey Devils, you know, maybe not striking gold this offseason by getting uh, some of those top-notch players, we were able to have a solid offseason. It could have been a lot worse. We could have been like the New York Islanders and gotten nobody and basically have to save face. But um, my overall thing is this. is like if the New Jersey Devils show some sort of improvement, I think Lindy Ruff will uh, would have coached his last season. So if the New Jersey Devils make it to the wild card, if they make it to the playoffs, I think Lindy Ruff either or would have coached his final team or the final season. I feel as though because I think his contract is up at the end of this year. So I think either way, Lindy Ruff will be gone, whether it's not whether it's the course of this year or at the end of next year. We're just going to have to wait and see. Just because I feel as though I think the New Jersey Devils are just grooming Andrew Burnett a little bit, maybe waiting for him to uh, just step into the reins and be the head coach because he did so well with the Florida Panthers. And then maybe they'll give uh, Lindy Ruff like a front office type of role. So my buddy Jersey Joe brought up the fact that maybe Lindy Ruff can be a development coach or something like that, or maybe a scout and just uh, be that sort of uh, ear in, uh, that Tom Fitzgerald needs. So my overall thing is like, I think Lindy Ruff, Regardless of what happens, whether he's a coach or not, I think he's going to have some sort of role in the Devils organization, maybe front office role, coaching role. I don't know what the case might be, but I think this season will be his final season. That's my overall prediction. So whether it's if he's fired during the course of the year, whether they decide not to renew his contract and give him a different type of role in the organization, I don't know really know. But uh, in terms of his job security, I'd say it is safe for the most part, but he's held to a tight leash, like very tight leash. Like Tom Fitzgerald was probably like, look, I love you and all, but if you if the blame was mostly on your assistant coaches, which by the way, I I totally support Lindy Ruff in that case because assistant coaches weren't pulling their weight either. I'll keep you, but we're gonna have to replace your staff, or you go and the staff stays and we get a new coach. I think that was the overall choice, and I think Tom Fitzgerald made the right move by retaining Lindy Ruff or keeping him. So that's my overall thing about Lindy Ruff and the whole coaching uh, scenario, which is I think his job security is safe for right now, but we're just going to have to wait during the course of the season. But guys, I think Lindy Ruff is going to have a role with the devils either way, some sort of leadership role, but whether it's a development coach, a scout, whatever the case might be, I think Lindy Ruff will have a role with the New Jersey devils. And I think Tom Fitzgerald has made that very clear in uh, one of his uh, uh, exit meeting interviews. So we'll wait and see, but let me know what you guys think. Let me know what you think about the goalie situation. Let me know what you think about Lindy Ruff and his job security. And as for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you. So hit me up on my personal Twitter page at TreyMat4, the show's Twitter page at Locked On Devils. Continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. And I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.